We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Thursday, the 17th day of February, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, it's good to see you. How are you today? Healthy, alive, uh, doing well. Um, yeah, enjoying the new internet. It's been nice. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I understand your backyard is still in shambles, though. Yeah, the neighbors still have uh, their plumbing issue, and the uh, they, they have our yard dug up because the previous plumbers that did the installation took shortcuts. And one of the shortcuts they took was to uh, uh, install the pipe at an angle so that it went underneath uh, my property and underneath my fence. So that's all I had to been uh, torn out. They were, my, my fence is in shambles right now. You know, nice wooden privacy fence. Um, so well, the, yeah. good, the good news is, is that uh, uh, about uh, seven years, oh, I'm sorry, eight years from now, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. So you won't have to worry about that. I mean, if the Great Reset and everything goes through, I imagine not only will I own nothing, but I'll be in a gulag somewhere. How if are not we dead? Because yeah, how, how, they executed how, me. How are we liking the Great Reset so far? Is everybody enjoying it? Is, is everybody liking it? I mean, Canada's full bore going into the Great Reset. Uh, the the kind of powers he's trying to usurp is literally Great Reset level stuff. It's, that, a, it's literally, literally a coup. what it is. It's a coup inside the government is what's happening. That is what's happening. When you have no support from the surrounding provinces, from, from any of the heads of, of the provinces, when you have no support from them, then what's your and you're going for a, a raw power grab like that. That's a coup. That, that's literally a coup. You're literally usurping the democratic process while saying that you're trying to protect the democratic process. Or, or something. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. But you've got a cabinet that's running scared. We didn't get a chance to play this yesterday, uh, and I want to play this, and then you you can jump in there. Um, this is the premier of who is this? This is the premier of Quebec. Uh, this is uh, Yves Francois Blanchet. Blanchet. I Blanchet. I believe is his name. He gave this press conference, and he said this in English. Take a listen to this. Let's understand clearly that Quebec. Quebec government and us do not want this law to be implemented to be implemented sorry on the territory of Quebec it is not legitimate and it is useless so we don't want it and we don't want the extent of the powers that the federal government could give itself to go as far as eventually uh, using the army obviously not in Quebec but i believe nowhere uh, but this is a decision which is, uh, or a position which seems to be the decision of the government of Quebec as well as ours. Just as a follow-up there, sir, uh, the what has been happening in Ottawa has spilled across the bridges into Gatineau, into Chelsea, into Massangers. This whole region has been affected, and this that includes parts that are in Quebec. Should there not be some action for the greater Ottawa Gatineau? area there is, that, is does that not does that not apply there is no civil disorder 
in Quebec now, which is not well contained by civil authorities and police. That doesn't sound like support, does it? No, that that does not sound like support at all. Uh, I mean, who who supports him at this point, other than his um, uh, whatever the minister, whatever woman, Carissa whatever she or whatever the hell her name is? Yeah, yeah, Miss. Yeah. Uh, she was uh, flipping her hair around in front of <laughs> while she was off the yeah, camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She had a bit of a bit of a tick there, it, it seemed. Um, but anyway, no. I hope the truckers don't back down. I, I hope they hold their ground because honestly, if they try to pull in the military, if they try to do that, that is going to be a horrible image for the rest of the world. And uh, yeah, Trudeau is going to be uh, that'll be his last time in office, I think. Honestly, I think I think he's on. I think he's in last. He's in last days at the moment. To be fair, because when you when you openly right off the bat, when you have no support for that other than within your own cabinet, and his own party is walking away, the police chief of Ottawa resigned yesterday because probably because he was he was told that he's going to enforce this stuff, and he says I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Get, fine, you're fired. We'll get somebody who will. This is this is a, a do, do I want to say Custer's last stand? <laughs> that's, that's what it is. That's what it seems yeah. like. You've got an element of the truckers that have said, uh, at least uh, according to uh, outlets like Newsmax and things like that, people have left and some people haven't. Uh, it's been nothing but threats from uh, from the administration. We're going to take away your finances. We're going to take away your license. We're going to revoke your insurance. We're going to have the banks uh, deplatform you, which that's what's happened to uh, Bruce. Did you hear that that fascist in America that is providing support for the truckers? Did, did you hear about that American fascist that's that's providing support? He's going to be sending up mm. um, he's going to be sending up supplies to them for reinforcements too, as well. Uh, I want you to hear this this far right extremist that was on an alternative media platform talking about what he's going to do to aid the truckers. Again, a far right extremist. Listen to this. We sent a whole truckload of these to uh, about, I don't know, a thousand of these two. Oh, these love. are Bible pillows for the kids up there. Oh, no. Uh, we got Noah's Ark and stuff. So, oh, um, no. and then we got the bed pillows. And we had uh, we had just heard that they, you know, they're going to be there for quite a while. And even if they're, whatever they're trying to do in Ottawa right now, you know, it is what it is. We're going to we're going to get the pillows to them. You see, Bruce, he's sending up the, the, again this right wing extremist, this fascist, this American fascist who was just debanked, by the way. Uh, it's Mike Lindell from 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 my pillow. He's sending Bible pillows for the kids. You know, the the truckers that have brought their their children along with them. You know, the ones that are in the bounce houses. You know, the domestic terrorists and the insurrectionists and the uh, the violent extremists that are in the bounce houses and jumping on hay bales. Those. He's sending up Bible pillows and Noah's Ark pillows for the kids. As well as that, he's sending 10,000 extra pillows to the truckers so they'll have a good night's sleep while they're waiting in their trucks. But again, banking, right? Banking. That's what they're after. They debanked him. And you notice they're making the same play in Canada now. Uh, I was uh, uh, just looking to see if Canada is capable of doing a recall on a prime minister because that would be an interesting it would. Uh, Bruce, you're ignoring the you're ignoring happen. the extremism of the Bible pillows, the, the Noah's Ark yeah, pillows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, I did actually think that would be a problem in Canada because they've been cracking down on Christians. So that I did true, think yeah. that uh, that would be a problem. But, you know, honestly, good on the dude. I, I mean, he's done more advertising and more really work as a as a Christian in politics than most other Christians, uh, especially preachers that are in the mainstream. He's doing more for that and trying to actually ensure the freedoms 
of the church and the people. Uh, and I, I applaud him for that. He has done quite a bit. Uh, he's, he's done a lot more than, uh, especially from what we saw last night. We replayed that, uh, that clip just privately here amongst ourselves of uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul preaching at the church to the, uh, to the congregation, saying the vaccines came from God and she needs everyone to be her apostles and yeah, blah, blah, blah. You know, the heresy. You got something you want to say on that? Because I'm going to jump to the Newsmax report. Yeah, yeah. You, I, I just want to point out to the listener, he's just trying to trigger me. I am, uh, yeah. because uh yeah because <laughs> that one does that does get my uh that does get me angry yeah when when you start using the church any religion and you're trying to manipulate the people and you're you're twisting what the religion teaches whatever it is it angers me because you're just manipulating people at that point you're you're no different than uh the feudal era you know when the 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 catholic church was doing their bs it's the same thing and uh-huh. so it angers me. Getting back to the no support before we move on to the Newsmax report, this is the premier of Ontario, Doug Ford. You know, you, you can go to you can go to Costco, you can go to Walmart, you can go shopping. You know, you don't know if the person has a shot beside you or not, but we also know that it doesn't matter if you have one shot or ten shots, you can catch COVID. See, the Prime Minister has triple shots, and I, I know hundreds of people with three shots that caught COVID. We just have to be careful. We've got to always make sure we wash our hands and, and move forward. But Colin, we can't stay in this position forever. we got to learn to live with this and get on with our lives. I bet if I asked every single person in this room, do you want these damn masks or do you want them off? They want them off. They want to get back to normal. They want to be able to go for dinner with their families. And there's every single person, including myself, knows people that are unvaccinated. You know, sure, there's there's the rebel rousers. And then there's just hardworking people that just don't believe in it. And, and that's their choice. This is about, again, a democracy and freedoms and liberties. And I, I hate as a government telling anyone what to do. We just got to get moving forward and, and get out of this and protect the jobs. You know, we're, I think a lot of people call them probably yourself, too. Everyone's done with us. Like we are done with it. Let's let's start moving on and cautiously. And, you know, we, we've, we've followed the rules, all of us, like 90 percent of us for, for over two years. The world's done with it. So let's just move forward again. That doesn't sound like support, does it? No, that sounds like someone that's very irritated and tired of uh, the, the you know, the nonsense there. There is no logic to any of these rules and to these mandates. There is no science backing it. So, you know, that's the typical person's frustration, I think. Uh, Also, I wanted to point out uh, when you started that video, I legitimately thought that was like a parody or like a like a deep fake or something because it just felt off a bit. I, I know it wasn't a parody and it wasn't, but it just there was something about his motions and the the color palette and everything. It just felt like it was a. Uh, like a movie or something or like a, a CGI or something. Mm-hmm. No, uh, that's that's yeah. actually him. No, that, that's actually him. Uh, the premier of Ontario, Doug Ford. That's actually him. But I, I know that he said some controversial things, but in the manners of this, look, even it, honestly, I, I, I've heard people say, and, and maybe the Canadians that listen to us, maybe they disagree with this. Maybe they don't. Maybe they agree with it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But even if the restrictions were to drop, let's, let's say that, that Trudeau and company, let's say that they decided that okay we're we're just we're just going to stop all this we're we're going to get rid of all the mandates we're going to get rid of all the the masking all the you know the rules and regulations and restrictions and everything we're just going to go 100% back to normal does that even matter anymore has it become about more than that 
because I, I'm beginning to think that it's that it is that way because we're talking about irrevocable damage that these governments have done to our societies here. We're talking about uh, generations of family wealth that cannot be recovered. We're talking about small businesses that people have broken their backs to build that have gone bust because of this and they were left hanging high and dry because the government told them to close their doors so they could protect their neighbors and it was all a big lie. They're ruined financially, not to mention what this is going to do to their morale. The children, don't even get me started on this. The psychological damage that you inflicted on the younger generations, the constant masking, the speech impediments, the psychological damage of deprived social interaction, this is is somehow just going to all be forgiven? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think even if you were to go 100% back on everything and take us back to October of 2019... That's not enough. That's not enough. Accountability has to be had here. Accountability does have to be had. But uh, do we really look? We, we, we've seen uh, Hillary Clinton and the Benghazi stuff, uh, the emails. We've seen uh, countless failures in the government. Uh, and how many of them have gone to prison for their uh, actions? How many of them have had any kind of punishments for their actions? I, I don't think there's going to be any kind of punishments or, or consequences or any of those kind of things in uh, any of this uh, that, that, that we've seen. So as much as I agree, the current system, you're just you're not going to see it. It's not going to happen, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have one of the flyers that were handed out to the uh to the truckers this morning. Ottawa Police Service noticed a demonstration participants. This is an actual copy of it. Bruce, you can see this here clearly. Yeah, it's right here. It's got the uh, it's got the stamp at the bottom of the RCMP. Yeah. 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 You must leave the area now. Anyone blocking the streets or assisting others in blocking the streets are committing a criminal offense and you may be arrested. You must immediately cease further unlawful activity or you will face charges. If you are arrested, you may be released on bail depending on factors contained in parts. My Roman numerals are a little off. I want to say that's part 14 of the criminal code. XVI, I think it's 14. XVI would be uh, 16. 16. 16. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. IV is, is for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's, it's been a long time. The people of Ottawa are being denied the lawful use, enjoyment, and operation of their property, and you are causing businesses to close. That is mischief under the criminal code. Where was that charge being put forth by the court of public opinion, oh, I don't know, two years ago, when the government was doing exactly the same thing? Charges and or convictions related to unlawful activity associated with the demonstration may lead to denial in crossing the USA border. I really don't know what to say to that. I mean, there's not much to be not much to be concerned with over there at the moment. As a matter of fact, I'm a little upset by Trudeau having to pander to, to the Americans to get them to bring their tow trucks over to help clear the border out from the American side. Not only am I disgusted by Trudeau even having that thought, I'm more disgusted at the fact that we had Americans that actually did it. The Federal Emergencies Act, which was illegally invoked, allows for the regulation or prohibition of travel to, from, or within any specific or any specified area. There's your no-go zones that are coming. This means that anyone coming to Ottawa for the purpose of joining the ongoing demonstration is breaking the law. The act also provides police with a number of measures, including the ability to seize vehicles that are part of this that are part of this demonstration. Ontario law 
now prohibits, uh, under the emergency powers of the Canadian parliamentary, yeah, whatever, now prohibits interference with any critical infrastructure, including 400 series highways, railways, airports, and international border crossings. It prohibits you from preventing someone from traveling to or from walkways, bridges, and highways other than the 400 series highways, or preventing anyone from using them. It also prohibits someone from seriously interfering with the safety, health, or well-being of members of the public. Anyone who commits these illegal actions could face fines or be required to appear in court. Commercial vehicle driver's licenses and private driver's licenses can be suspended or revoked. Now, I know that those people took those things very seriously. Uh, Bruce, as you can see, they took that very seriously down there. Uh, They brought in a... um, well, it's a trash can, really. I mean, it's what it looks like um, to put all the uh, uh, the notices in. Uh, and, and quite frankly, I, I think that um, where they say here, uh, yeah, attention police, that that's a good place for those. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. And for the sake of the listener, it is a trash can, but it is a toilet um, that they have sitting on top of some plywood. Yes, I, I, I agree that that is the sentiment that uh, it is effectively toilet paper, in my opinion. So, yes, I, I think that is the right level of um, satire, you know, the right level of sarcasm. Yeah, I, I like it. There's a uh, there, there's a there's a there are flyers that are now floating around Germany. I saw one today and it says, don't throw your mask in the trash can. Don't do that because we're talking about environmental damage here. Don't throw your mask in the trash can. Instead, instead, go get an envelope that is paid for by the receiver you know, the one where they have to pay the COD. Yeah. Go get one of the COD envelopes and mail them to the following address. And it's the Bundestag. You know, that's <laughs> send them all there. Well done. I, I like it. So all the masks go back to the federal government building. That's uh, that's pretty good. So I want to play this clip. Uh, somebody dug this up. I wanted to play this clip from uh, 2013. OK, this is before Trudeau actually became prime minister or president or whatever, whatever he is, prime minister. This is before he became that. This is back when you still had his predecessor that was sitting in office. And he's giving a speech to and taking Q&A from the, um, well, it's basically it's the, um, well, the type you see on the Ottawa City Council. Uh, that's that's what you were seeing. You know, the, uh, the, the suburban liberal woman types. Yeah, that type. This was his response to what kind of government he admires most. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China. Oh. Um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say, we need to go green as fast as we need to start you know, investing in solar. I mean, there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted. Uh, that I find quite interesting. You see, he, he admires China. They have a dictatorship that he that he admires. And, you know, it allows them to do uh, to do certain things that um, that we'll see that old outdated democratic systems like ours just don't allow us to, to do things that need to be done. You see, I mean, uh, this is why, why, why are we expecting anything else from him at this point? I mean, it, it makes sense that his position would be that. Which is funny. I played that clip because this is a clip that just came out of the Canadian Parliament today. Candace Bergen speaking to Justin Trudeau. 
the Honourable Leader of the Opposition. When the Prime Minister calls people he disagrees with racist, misogynist, he spent the last month wedging, dividing, stigmatizing and traumatizing Canadians. I understand the Prime Minister admires basic dictatorships, but let's remind the Prime Minister this is Canada, this is not a dictatorship. The Prime Minister on embers. Isn't it true the Prime Minister is doing this for one reason and one reason alone? It's to save his own political career. simply can't have it both ways. They spent weeks complaining that we weren't doing enough uh, to restore order in this country. And now when we move forward to give people the tools they need. It's not a dictatorship, but yet he just turned it into one. You know, his father would be proud of him, um, I, I would say. You mean Pierre? Yes. Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, of course. Okay. So uh, politicians in the U.S. Uh, and around the world, I uh, condemn the Canadian government. Uh, that's too rich, actually. You're, you're, United States, you're condemning the, what the Canadian, what Trudeau and the Canadian government did when you people have literally done the same thing and you're doing nothing to stop this, this out of control nightmare that we have in the executive branch, the out of control nightmare we have in the DOJ, in the DHS, the, the entire bureaucracy, you're doing nothing. That, that's too rich. You're so quick to jump on and condemn the Canadians. Believe me, there's plenty of condemnation to be given there. I think what that moron is doing up there is just horrible. As a matter of fact, his own people have been criticizing him so much that his mother had to step in today, That which is especially lovely. She had to step in and say, could you please stop calling Justin names? He's dealing with some very hard, hard decisions at the moment, and he can't take it. <laughs> his mother had to step up. Unbelievable. Wow. What a pansy. If, if uh, any of the, uh, you know, guys that uh, hanging out growing up, uh, if your mother stepped in to uh, stop the uh, banter between you, it would cause him to be even more ridiculed. That That is quite the uh, mama's boy there. Well, a source close to the family said they didn't mention who a source close to the family, which his mother did make a statement. But uh, another source close to the family who who was not mentioned said that he's especially <laughs> How, how was it put? He's especially upset by the F. Trudeau signs that are out there. He's especially upset by those. I, I really don't care that you're upset about that. Uh, seriously, um, maybe maybe you should look into why people are upset. Uh, you know, maybe maybe you should listen to uh, your, your constituents. Maybe you should listen to the people of your country and, and see as to why they're saying F you, um, because obviously it's... Um, uh, they feel strongly about it. So maybe, he's, maybe I don't know, you know, look into it. He's polling worse than Kamala Harris in Canada, if that gives you any idea. I saw the numbers this morning. His poll numbers are worse than, than Kamala Harris. Uh, that's pretty astounding. That is. Uh, I, I to, thought it to, couldn't to get any lower than that. Kamala. Yeah, I didn't think it could get any lower than that either. That 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 is pretty astounding. Now, here's something interesting. This was uh, th this was not in the American press. It's not in the in the Canadian press. This made the European papers. Now, again, this is a woke European organization that's run by Reuters, right, which also has dealings with Pfizer. OK, uh, exclusive Canada is going to ease travel requirements as covid cases decline. It's funny. They're all declining everywhere. All all of a sudden, even the European nations are declining. The Aussies are, are declining. Well, they're in the middle of the summer. They can't really do much down there. The Canadians are declining. The Americans are declining. Uh, which the U.S. just hit. They made a big deal out of it yesterday. The U.S. just hit 925,000 COVID deaths. Uh, that was the top headline on CNN right after January 6th. 
I'm not joking. They're still talking about that. Uh, Canada will ease entry for fully vaccinated international travelers starting March 1st. They're all they're all going around the first week to the second week of March. All the countries. It's almost like they've all been given memos to dial it back starting in two weeks and to continue on for another. Uh, I think Switzerland said that they're going to start dialing back. Uh, they're dropping almost all of it. Switzerland. They're dropping almost all of it starting on March 20th, but you still have to wear masks on public transport, right? Because again, successive approximation, they'll keep something in somewhere. They'll keep some little foot in the door. So once their foot's in the door, you can't get it out. Historically, there's only one way to get it out. You need a big wedge to get it out. I'll just put it that way. They will allow a rapid antigen test for travelers instead of a molecular one. Well, let's see, because they're, yeah, that's going to be as accurate too, is, is what that's going to be. Uh, again, I'm asking, where are these tests coming from? What are you testing for? I'm still trying to figure out what you're testing for. No one seems to be able to answer that. No one seems to be able to answer where the tests are coming from. Well, it wasn't until we figured out that the tests that were being ordered by the, uh, what was it, the half a billion mark, that contract went to China. Oh, it went to a California front company, yes. But the manufacturing is going to be based in China. Has anybody even bothered to stop and consider here that the virus started in China? Not saying that it came from there originally. The virus started in China and then... It goes out to the world. We get masks from China. We get testing from China. Is anybody asking these questions? Anybody? Anybody even bother to do that? As a matter of fact, I wasn't even really thinking on it too much until I was in the store one day. This is back when I could actually go in stores. Uh, I was in a store one day and I saw a COVID test, one of those rapid COVID tests, one of those antigen tests or whatever. Uh, I said, uh, what did I pay? It was, it was like a euro 50 or something like one euro 50. And I said, I'll take one of those COVID tests back there you got on the shelf. And I said, OK, you know, I scanned it. I just got it home. I tossed it aside, didn't really pay any attention to it. Then I looked at it uh, later on. I'm flipping it around and on the side of that box in very fine, small print. It was made in Hongjing factory in Beijing, China. Yeah, straight in the garbage that thing went. Again, you order in uh, you order in all these masks or you buy one of these masks at the store and you start looking on the labels of where they come from. They're all coming from China. All of them. Does anybody even bother to think on that? Does that even cross anybody's mind? It should, but uh, uh, apparently the fact that the same organization that uh, funded the uh, research of the virus also funded the research of the vaccine and is in 50-50 with the production of the vaccine. Uh, and then a lot of the officials are, um, you know, uh, have investments in those. But does anybody care? Um, I mean, the average person, I'm sure, does. But as far as media organizations that research it and look into it, no, nah, not, not many of them seem to care at all, unfortunately. You know, the uh, I actually heard from a uh, from an alt uh, media source in Canada this morning, actually, that just so happens that Prime Minister Trudeau has one of the single largest investments in Canada in Pfizer, BioNTech and Moderna. So you see, every time somebody takes one of those things, he gets banked for it every single time. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. On with the uh, the easing of restrictions in Canada, the new measures, which include dropping compulsory testing on entry, are due to be announced by the federal government no later than Tuesday. Canada will also drop testing requirements for fully vaccinated Canadians who make short trips less than 72 hours abroad. Um, I I thought, what, we, we had to test everybody. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. As you just heard the premier of, uh, of, of Ontario say, well, it doesn't matter if you have one shot, two shots, three shots, 10 shots. It doesn't matter. You can still get it. So... Premier, I'm just asking, are you saying that they don't work? Is, is that what you're saying? I, I'm just I'm just asking the question. I mean, I'm not I'm not insinuating anything. Of course not. 
I'm just asking the question. Are you saying that they don't work? Because to me, that's what it sounds like. I, I could be wrong. No, no. See, he's not saying they don't work. What he's saying is um, he's saying that it, it reduces your uh, severity of symptoms um, in the hospital and whatnot. Right. So, you know, right. it reduces needing to go to the yeah. hospital even. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm hmm. A global travel advisory for Canadians is also being changed. Well, I guess the science has changed, so we got to change everything else, right? The science has changed. Previously, the government recommended against all non-essential travel and is now only urging citizens to take precautions. Several provinces, including Alberta, Saskatchewan, Quebec, and Quebec, uh, and Monday, Ontario, Canada's most populous province, have announced a relaxation of restrictions. Yes, see a relaxation, not an elimination, not a rescindance a relaxation imposed during the pandemic as coronavirus infections fall. I read today that the prime minister of New Zealand, you know, Ardern, another young global leader, which I can't stand to listen to. Every five seconds I hear that woman speak, I just want to throw myself out of a window just to spare myself the pain of it. What I read today was the whole country of New Zealand entered the uh, uh, the red on the traffic light system that they have down there, right? So you can't, you can't do anything, basically. You can't travel. Uh, you can't go. Uh, let me see. What was it? You have to stick to your bubbles and all the rest of it. I don't know. Whatever the whatever the ridiculous things are in that thing. But again, middle of summer, they're locking everybody down. Why? Why? Well, see, it doesn't really matter why you're being locked down, just that you should do it. But it doesn't matter if you're the prime minister. If you're the prime minister, you can go to Harvard University in person in the United States and you can give the keynote speech. And that's what she's going to do. That's fine. That's fine. She's allowed to do that. But see, you, you can't leave your house. Do you remember? I, I thought the funniest thing we've seen out of New Zealand through all of the uh, the lockdowns was they caught those fried chicken smugglers. Do you remember that? I do remember the fried chicken smugglers. Yeah, they had yeah. a bunch of uh, fried chicken in their, their trunk that they were. Uh, had to, yeah, they literally had a trunk full of KFC. It was literally buckets of KFC. They busted them for buckets of KFC during a lockdown. Uh, as the law enforcement uh, that arrested that dude. Uh, or the, those individuals, um, I would feel ashamed and probably resign after that instance. I would too. I would. I wouldn't be able to just. I wouldn't be able to live with myself. What's the most hardened criminal you've ever locked up? I know this might shock you, but chicken smugglers. Chicken. That's what it was. You mean people that were they were illegally selling poultry? No, no. People that were out during a during a lockdown that had buckets of KFC. I'd be ashamed. I would hang my head in shame. If you're a law enforcement officer and that's what you're doing, I would hang my head in shame, uh, among other things that uh, that these cops are doing across all these countries. Now, the uh, the Freedom Convoy organizers, getting back to Canada here, the Freedom Convoy organizers say they're not deterred by the Emergencies Act. Freedom Convoy organizers say they will continue to protest on Parliament Hill despite the federal government's declaration of a state of emergency. I'm quoting, we are not afraid. Every time the government decides to further suspend our civil liberties, our resolve strengthens and the importance of our mission becomes clearer. That was stated by organizer Tamara Litch on February 14th in anticipation of the invocation of the Emergencies Act. We will remain peaceful, but planted on Parliament Hill until the mandates are decisively ended. We recognize that there is a democratic process within which this change occurs. We never stepped outside of that process, nor do we intend to. They've got Newsmax uh, down there on it. This is, uh, this is the Newsmax reporter. Walking around this morning, there was an eerie silence. Black vans filled with police officers going back and forth. They're going to a staging area. Police 
officers handed out this document which basically states that you are unlawfully on the street, you will be arrested if you don't leave. So they're handing this document out. Uh, Newsmax obtained this uh, before they actually handed out to all the cops, uh, to all the truckers, I should say. Uh, there's a lot of uh, action here. These folks are getting a little uneasy. Some are saying they don't care. Arrest me. I'm not going. While other trucks have uh, started to get their uh, stuff together, put the chains on their trailers and potentially willing to depart. Uh, but this is coming to an apex now. There's 1,800 police officers and about 275 RCMP officers that are staged here. Only 300 trucks left. Some of them left overnight and about 150 core demonstrators right here on Wellington Street in Ottawa. Stay or go, what would you do? If you're a trucker and your livelihood's been threatened, you've been debanked, you had your insurance cut off, uh, you've had your bank shut down, your insurance revoked, your license has been suspended or possibly revoked, your rig has been seized, do you stay or do you go? Because let's think about this. Let's think about this. We're talking larger scope here. Klaus Schwab, great reset, right? Live locally, think globally. Because that's what's being enacted here by this out-of-control rogue administration you've got in Canada. If you stay, then you actually have a chance, even if it's a small one, you actually have a chance of regaining your freedom and your civil liberties. If you leave thinking that you're going to regain your freedom and your civil liberties and your possessions, it's not going to happen. And the reason I say it's not going to happen is because you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. There is no room in the future for private ownership. They own everything. All your products or services. You own no truck. You own no home. You own no property. You own no assets. You're a renter if you even make it. If you even survive in this sick world they're trying to usher in. They're trying to hijack. So I say stay. I say stay. Hold your ground. You've got an administration, you've got a, a central government that has gone rogue, is out of control, has no support from any of the premiers. None. The premiers will stand with the people. They've made their choice. Clearly, Trudeau is in his bunker. His cabinet that have sold their souls to the party at Davos are in that bunker. Don't leave. Hold your ground. Hold the line. Yeah, I have to agree. Hold your ground. If you don't hold your ground, you're going to lose uh, and you're going to lose everything that you fought for in, in doing this. And in fact, uh, you're going to lose your bank accounts, lose your vehicles, you know, lose your livelihood permanently. Uh, this isn't going to be a short term thing. So stand your ground. You got nothing to lose. I mean, nothing more to lose shall I say, um, yeah, and everything to, to gain. So They do have everything to gain. The game theory we talked about yesterday, even if the truckers walk away and it ends in a draw, they still win. Remember that. Mathematically, you still win this. So it doesn't matter what the, uh, what the government does. Remember, the government has to win every interaction up to this point. They're making a Hail Mary play right now. They're throwing a Hail Mary pass right now, hoping that you'll take the bait and just go away. Remember, Trudeau said, it's time to go home. It's time for everybody to leave. We've heard you. Son, you haven't heard a damn thing. People, what? A bunch of people showed up and started honking their horns? You think that's people raising their voices? You haven't seen anything yet. They've not heard a thing. As you said, they've not heard a damn thing because uh, they're continuing to do the um, tyrannical uh, policies and whatnot. Trudeau just doubled down. No, no you didn't hear them. You may, have, you may have heard that there was something being said, but you didn't hear the words that they were speaking. Uh, so, no, you didn't hear them. Uh, hopefully the truckers stand their ground. And I'm really disappointed uh, in the Americans that, that helped the Canadian government uh, bring the, these, you know, some of them 
totem off. I'm I'm really disappointed in you. Um, that is very un-American of you. I, I'm just. You should have had mechanical problems. I'll just put it that way. No, as an American, you should have said no, f you, and flipped them the bird. Uh, as an American, you you should have said we don't deal with uh, uh, dictators. Sorry, and 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 made it clear. But dictators. He did say that he admires China, right? He did say that. Let's talk about China for a minute, because well, yesterday we talked uh, we we talked about the uh, the emergency powers that they enacted, which targeted what? What are they going to now target? Cryptocurrencies, right? Cryptocurrencies. Do you remember we were listening to um, to Warren Buffett and old Charlie Munger back in the day? I want to say it was maybe about a year ago, and he says, "Oh, I'm just I'm so." sickened by the, all the success that, that Bitcoin has had. It's, the whole thing is just, the whole damn thing is just contrary to what civilization means. What that means is, is the whole thing is contrary to you. That's what you meant to say, Charlie. It was that right there. The whole thing's contrary to you. It means people like you don't have power. It takes that power away from you and it delves it back to we the people. That's why they don't like it. Well, China, as you know, has banned cryptocurrencies. They've banned cryptocurrencies, albeit China is still the biggest cryptocurrency miner in the world. Don't pay any attention to that. They just do it in other countries. They don't do it in China. They just do it in other places yeah, that they control like public Kazakhstan. government for. Kazakhstan, yes. Yeah, Kazakhstan. And, and um, uh, what's the other? Uh, the Philippines. The Philippines. Well, just so happens, dear old Charlie is back out again talking about cryptocurrencies. And it just so happens that he was talking about Bitcoin and he was talking about China. Let's just hear what dear old Charlie Munger has to say, shall we? Uh, Charlie, crypto was another question that I got a lot of. I'll, I'll ask this one from Carl Musca Moscatello, who says crypto is a $2 trillion asset class. Are you willing to admit you missed something? Admit it. Well, I certainly didn't invest in crypto. <laughs> I'm proud of the fact I've avoided it. It's like... You know, some venereal disease or something. I just regard it uh -huh. as beneath contempt. Some people think it's modernity and they welcome a currency that's so useful in extortions and kidnappings and uh -huh. so on and so on. Tax evasion. And and it and of course the envy everybody has to create his own new currency. Yes. And I think that's crazy, too. So <laughs> I'm I'm not having any. I wish it had been banned immediately. And I admire the Chinese for banning it. Uh huh. I think they were right. And we, we've been wrong to allow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been they were right. And we've been wrong. Um, You see, I'll tell you what the problem is. I'll, I'll tell you what the problem is. They didn't take it seriously when they should have. And they missed the boat on it. That's what happened here. The central banks. And people like Charlie Munger here and, and Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway, these people missed the chance to put a leash on that when it first came out. And now it's grown beyond their control. They ignored it. And they thought, nah, it's just a bunch of crackpot stuff. And, and OK, they're going to do whatever they're going to do with it. A bunch of millennials that know nothing about uh, about Wall Street and finance and, and how to deal with um, with a monetary system and how to manage it and, and how to trade it and how to hold it and things like that. They don't know anything about that. Let the little peons do whatever they're going to do over there. That was their attitude. That holier than thou, elitist, disconnected from reality attitude that we've been talking about here for what, the last three years? This this party at Davos, Klaus Schwab and company, lunacy. This idea that they know better than you. Well, guess what? 
the peasants, the barefoot peasants, got one over on the banking establishment and they can't stand it. They can't stand it. And now they're looking for a way to try and, I don't know, put one over the fence in the bottom of the ninth inning. I think it uh, shows how much disdain they have for the average person. They don't want you to be able to evade taxes like they do. They don't want you to make money like they do. They don't want you to, uh, you know, exploit stocks and whatnot like they do. They want it reserved for themselves. They want you to be the peasant, the peon, the, the, the slave, if you will. Uh, the cash cow in many cases as well. Um, so no, uh, he, he is absolutely wrong in his position there, but that just, that, that's because he has a disdain for you. He's, uh, he's looking good, isn't he? He's looking well. I mean, for his age, sure. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, for sure, for sure, without a doubt. Yeah, he's, and he's still, he's still able to be up there and make public appearances. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. He's, he seems like he's taking care of himself to that, uh, in that respect. No argument there. And I'm being 100% serious. Yeah, he's only 200 years old. <laughs> he's, he could be on the other side of this thing if they get it right. But did you see how he described it? Oh, the whole thing's a, it's a venereal disease. <laughs> it's, I've never heard of anybody refer to cryptos as a venereal disease. That's pretty good. I have to admit that that's a, that's a good one. I mean, I'm surprised that, you know, it, it, it's, it's been surprising throughout this whole thing that uh, they keep describing themselves whenever they're, they're trying to, to bash the opponents. They, they, they keep outing themselves as the venereal disease in this case, or the tax, uh, you know, the, the criminals. The or, yes, yes. I mean, they're all guilty of those things that they're accusing us of being. So I, I just find it interesting that um, they're, they're, they're doing this all, you know. I thought since that just came out, I just thought that it would be uh, it would be fitting to play that, seeing as how uh, that just happens to be one of the assets that the Canadian government is now going to target. And it just coincidence that you have Trudeau saying he admires China. And then you got Charlie Munger of Berkshire Hathaway, who is Warren Buffett's buddy and Bill Gates's buddy. Uh, I believe he's actually I, I think Munger's an attorney as well. And I think he was his office or him was representing Bill Gates for his divorce, if I'm not mistaken. What can you say to it? Right. It's a it's a big club and you ain't in it to quote George Carlin. It's a big club and you ain't in it. You, you and I are not in the big club. Right. And. We're also not invited to be in the no, club we're not either. So. No, we're not yeah. invited. And if we have a system that allows us to create our own club, well, then they don't like it. You know how he said that everybody can create their own currency and they can have all these different currencies? Well, yeah, Charlie, that's the point of it, is you have other currencies that compete with each other. I hold five or six or seven different cryptocurrencies because I like the fact that I have diversity in my crypto portfolio. That's what I like. I'm sure Bruce is the same way. Anyway, that's a different story for a different day. China. Right. Since we're, we're talking about China here, sticking with China, China is going to impose a local ban on anti-cough drugs. Well, they ban cryptocurrencies. Let's just ban cough medicine. They've also locked down a city of over 10 million people. Bruce, you look confused. You look confused, comrade. Uh, I'm just curious as to why you would ban a cough syrup, cough medicine. That, that just... Uh... Unless, unless, of course, you want to take the government-funded uh, and mandated, uh, you know, uh, Merck pill or you know Pfizer uh, injection or whatever. Well, no, they probably have. You know, they have their own. They they don't use yeah, yeah. our vaccines or our <laughs> well, uh, therapeutics. Yeah, I was using own. that as something that we know 
as far as companies. That's why it was, you know. All right. Because I, I, right. I, I imagine they're going to do the same thing here. Probably, yes. I, I would, I, quite frankly, I'm surprised that it hasn't happened already. I thought that there was, uh, when, they had, when we had the shutdowns, I thought there was going to be a shortage on uh, cold and flu medication in the pharmacies and stuff, but there never was, which I didn't quite understand that. But anyway, ban that stuff. Go ahead. Because if you do that, then people are going to look for actual alternatives. They're going to start learning about the fact that they can get vitamins and minerals that can help them along. Uh, but see, they're they're looking to turn those into prescriptions too, aren't they? Yes, they are. The Communist Party officials, the Chinese Communist Party officials in eastern China's uh, Suzhou city, I, I, I again, I'm legitimately trying to get that right, shut down most medical services and schools across the metropolis of 10.72 million people on Monday, allegedly in an attempt to contain just eight new COVID cases. Eight COVID cases. Eight COVID cases popped up. I bet you, I'll bet you all of them were asymptomatic, and they locked down over so, 10 million so people. So you... you you shut down medical services. Um, wouldn't you want that to be, uh, unless you mean like you know, electives or something like that, because that's what the, the entire world's doing, which is ironic that China's doing the same thing that the rest of the world's doing when it's a dictatorship and we're following suit. I'm, I'm surprised. Well, they're showing you well. the way. Am I surprised? They're, they're mm -hmm. showing us, they're showing us uneducated Westerners the way to do things, to, to get us to understand what needs to be done in order to, to defeat the virus once and for all. Right. Does that sound like something right out of the Politburo? Yeah. 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 They, yeah. They, they are showing the way. Yeah. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. Suzhou City at, uh, in East, excuse me, Suzhou in East China's uh, Jiangsu province. Uh, again, I'm, I'm literally trying to get, I'm, I'm trying to do it, is home to over 10 million people. They have suspended schools and parts of its medical services after eight COVID cases were found in the city on Monday. That was according to the local newspaper. Several Suzhou hospitals halted outpatient and emergency medical services. What is it? Hold on a second. You, you shut down emergency rooms? That's the first place you should go. If you have any kind of a medical problem, that, that's on Friday evening of February 13th after the city detected four new COVID cases in the city. That was according to uh, CCTV, which is their state run, whatever their state run media, one of them anyway. Uh, health officials reported four additional cases on February 14th, bringing the total case load to eight at the time the press did the report. Communist Party officials in charge of Suzhou City suspended online and in-person sales of anti-fever medication as well as part of hospitals, outpatient and emergency medical services. Online and in-person sales of anti-fever medication? Clearly they want people to die. That's that's not being sarcastic either. I mean that seems like No. No. That that's literally I think they're trying to get people to die. Why else would you stop medical treatments and, you know, emergency rooms, all of that? Why else would you do that? other than to kill people. Well, it got even worse than that, as, as I read on here. Uh, the government issued an edict. Yeah, I love that, an edict. That's everything that we've been dealing with here. They issued an edict requiring online and offline pharmacies suspend the sale of four categories of epidemic-related drugs, including uh, antipyretic, cough, antiviral, and antibacterial medicines. So it was more than just an anti-fever and anti-cough medicine. They suspended uh, antibacterial stuff as well, antivirals. Is it antipyretic or antiparasitic? No, antipyretic is what it says. So new one on me. Oh, it's just a fever reduction thing. It's just a fever thing. Okay. Uh, or Tylenol. That'll break a fever. Or acetaminophen, paracetamol, whatever. Residents are required. This is again from the uh, from the edict that was reported out of uh, Shine, which is uh, Shanghai's daily uh, daily outlet. Yeah, Shine, yeah, it's, that's funny, isn't it? Shine. Sozu residents are required to stay home, avoid gathering, and wear masks. Where have we heard all that before? 
They are asked to avoid leaving the city unless it is absolutely necessary. Schools will delay their new semesters while all training institutes have been closed. Again, does that all sound familiar? They also shut down uh, train services, uh, charter coaches, and all scheduled bus lines as well in an effort to contain the outbreak of eight cases. Anyway, uh, moving right along. How do I put this? How, how, do, how do I lead up to this? Because this is, this is really good. Bruce, you're going to love this because your motto is always what about the government? Uh, it's bad. I'm, I'm now leaning okay. towards it's evil, but okay. yeah, it, right. it's government's bad. Okay. Okay. Um, and w- I'm assuming that that sentiment carries forward when it relates to plans and, and things that come out of like our intelligence community as well, as in you, you kind of yeah, yeah, relay that sentiment. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let me, let me ask you a question. Would you, or would you not assume at this point that China is a threat to the existence of Western civilization, mainly the United States. Uh, yeah, Western civilization as a whole to the United States, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I All would right. be more interested in the United States aspect because I'm an American right. citizen and I care about sure. my country. So yes. Sure. Okay. And so you have you have, uh, and I know it's not America, but you have dictator. Excuse me, prime ministers like Trudeau who admire dictatorships like China. You heard him in his own words. We played it. Back in 2013, he said it. And you just had the leader of the opposition party in the Canadian parliament openly call him out for it and call him a dictator, saying that Canada is not a dictatorship and it's not going to be one. And then you heard Charlie Munger. We played a clip of Charlie Munger admiring China as well for what they did in their crackdown on cryptocurrency. Of course, Charlie didn't mention what I mentioned about how they're the largest Bitcoin miner in the world. They just do it in other countries. Charlie just failed to mention that. And I'm really curious, by the way, Charlie, um, you say you haven't invested in that, but have any of your shell corporations invested in in crypto? It's a good question. It's a really good question. That is a really good question. And we know that George Soros is heavy and he's long on crypto. But you've heard the admiration for China. And I just posed the question to my esteemed colleague here. And quite frankly, I feel I feel exactly the same, if if not more so in, in that regard, that I believe that China is a threat to the West and in particular the United States. Quite frankly, they want America. They don't want any Americans in it. We are in the middle of biological warfare as we speak. Biological warfare is being waged on the world right now, and the threat is coming from China and our own corrupt elements that have done business with them. They're not alone. There's plenty of blame to go towards the Chinese Communist Party. Make no mistake about that. But there's plenty of blame to go here as well. I believe that the CCP is going to go down. They're not going to go down alone. They're going to drag these Western elites along with them. But the Pentagon, that's an institution. The Pentagon in America, right? Even if you're not an American, you understand what that building is. You've seen it in movies and and everything else, movies and TV shows and everything else. It's always been portrayed and revered as this organization that is uh, protecting America and they're doing dirty dealings here in the name of security and, and patriotism and all the rest of it, right? Yeah. That's what you always hear. That's what you always see. The the CIA guys and the the Pentagon guys they're they're uh, they're promoting all of the uh, the torture and everything in the movies, the Hollywood movies. You have an agent that goes rogue, like you did you had with Matt Damon in the the Born Identity movies or whatever. He's a hero in the end, right? They're always the good guys. They're always the good guys. Very seldomly do they play a bad guy in the movies. But in reality, let's look at the woke agenda. Do you remember how the Pentagon went woke a while back? Do you remember that? They were putting out the the diversity yes. ads and the you know the inclusiveness and all that just nonsense, right? The the gender fluidity and everything else, right? All that stuff, all that all that that fluff and that crap that means nothing. Well, they it have a new atrocious. plan. It was atrocious. They have a plan. 
They have a plan. They have a new plan that they've rolled out. And remember, they also put forth this this whole. Uh, hold on a minute. Today's the sixteenth. At the time of recording, this is the sixteenth. It's ten p. Currently, it's ten p.m. in the Ukraine. I don't see any Russians there. I mean, Ukraine is a couple of countries over from me. I, I, I haven't heard anything yet. Supposedly, Vladimir Putin's supposed to be riding in uh, into Kiev tonight on a tank somewhere. I, I'm not sure, but I haven't I haven't seen that yet. This is the day that that everybody was supposed to to be watching for the Russians to invade Ukraine. I, it just hasn't happened yet, but that's okay because it's an ongoing threat. Uh, as the Pentagon's told us before, it's an ongoing threat. And they put out the evidence because they just said that they did. And that's that's what we have to go on. But I'm dancing around the point here. They have a new plan to deal with China. And I'm sure that you're going to be happy to hear this. I'm sure you're going to be happy about it. As happy as I am to hear they finally come up with a plan to deal with China. Bruce, are you ready for it? Are you ready to hear this? The Pentagon has a new plan yeah. to deal with communist China. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their latest strategy is now going to focus on promoting socialism to combat China. So promote the same ideals that China espouses, promote them. Okay. Yeah. They're going to host an event on Wednesday, so today, making the case for global justice and democratic socialism as a means to combat China's rise. And they're going to do this on Capitol Hill today. So literally China just... China I mean, China isn't really. socialist right now. It's a, it's more of an oligarchy, more of a fascist uh, state, a police state. Um, but socialism, that, that, that would be the road to that. I mean, that, that's the beginning point of it. You know, it, it's, it's to get the, the, uh, you know, feel good vibes that, oh yeah, we're, we're trying to help people and better people's lives and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then it'll slowly crack down you with taxes because you can't afford the welfare stuff. Businesses are required to capitulate and it, it's going to end up in going into a devolving into a fascistic state run system. So everything we've been dealing with over the last two years. Yes, precisely. Because I mean, that's the way you're describing that. I'm sitting here, I'm scratching my head. And I'm like, wait a minute, we've been dealing with that. The event, listen to the event. The event is titled, this is the actual title of it, Responding to China, the case for global justice and democratic socialism. Is Bernie Sanders going to speak at this? I'm just curious. This sounds like something he would be one of the keynote speakers at. It's being hosted by the Institute for National Strategic Studies, a department of the National Defense University, the Pentagon's top policy shop. The event is open to the public and will be held in the Pentagon's, excuse me, and will be held on the Pentagon's strategic multi-layer asset platform, a defense department initiative that studies global challenges, according to an invitation for the event posted online. You could not make this up. Uh, I mean, it uh, sounds par for the course of our government. Um, so I'm I'm not surprised personally, uh, but it saddens me that um, America is, uh, you know, devolving into the state that it's devolved into. Oh, for God's sake. And listen to the listen to the. OK, so that you, you've got it. It's just fitting that they have a, a French economist there that's going to be speaking on this. Let's look at the origins of the European Union. It was concocted by a bunch of French socialists and hardcore Marxists that had no connection to reality. A bunch of crackpots. That's what's created this nonsense. You've got the same types of people in the same types with the same types of attitudes that have created this nightmare relationship with China from the European Union. The featured speaker Thomas Piketty, who is a French economist and one of these people, I would imagine, will argue that the right answer to addressing China's rise lies in ending Western arrogance and promoting a new emancipatory and egalitarian horizon on a global scale. 
a new form of democratic and participatory ecological and post-colonial socialism. This is on the event invitation, if anybody's wondering. This is an actual quote from the invitation. If they stick to their usual lecturing posture and a dated hyper-capitalist model, Western countries may find it extremely difficult to meet the Chinese challenge. He's also the author of a book, A Time for Socialism. This, this is what we've devolved to in the U.S. This is what we're promoting now. This is what we're having on our Capitol Hill. These people should be locked up. All of this goes against not just American ideals. This goes against Western values, period, end of story. I, I'm still trying to figure out why you have Antifa and communists out there walking in the protest across Germany and across Europe. What are you protesting? What we've lived under over the last two years is something that you would have. What are you protesting? You want the restrictions. You want the mask mandates. You want the digital IDs. You want the passports. That's what that system's all about. What are you protesting? You're protesting COVID restrictions? Give me a break. And now we're having lectures put on by the Pentagon and their top policy institutes about socialism in America? That just makes me want to throw up. Shame on every last damn one of you people. You should be ashamed of yourselves. How in the hell do you look your family in the eye every night? I'm ashamed to call you my countryman. You got anything else? No, uh, I think you covered that. Well, uh, in the end, I, I don't have anything else to add to that. I'm, I'm not surprised we're going down this road. Uh, they're, they're pushing more for socialism. I'm not surprised. In fact, I, I listened to um, someone yesterday talking about how uh, Bernie Sanders is great because he's not advocating for socialism. He's a democratic socialist. And I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm shaking my head going, you, you do understand that democratic socialism is literally, literally what the beginnings of the Soviet Union, that's what they were, Vladimir Lenin was saying, I'm a democratic socialist. And then was, who was the guy that you had right after that? I mean, the Bolsheviks, the Bolsheviks. This is mainline history. The Bolsheviks, they just happened to leave this out of the history books. Bolsheviks. What does that mean? Just a quick history lesson really quickly on that, because they always point to the Bolshevik Revolution as this glorious revolution. That wasn't a revolution at all. It was an armed insurrection. That's all it was. Twelve hundred people took over two towns and shot three people. That's not a revolution. Give me a break with that nonsense. Bolshevik is the Russian word for majority. Majority of what? What were they the majority of? They weren't a majority of the people that they represented. In fact, they were a minority. But what were they a majority of? The political party that they belonged to. They didn't have the Bolshevik party. The political party that they belonged to was the Russian Social Democrats. Mainline history. Go look it up. We're out of time today. We are going to have to go. For those of you who would like to drop us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Please do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast.protonmail.com. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a fantastic evening.